Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Alt Kings podcast. I'm your host, Tate, with my co-host, Corbin, and today we have the first of its kind, the HBAR hardware wallet by Citadel Wallet themselves and their founder, Andy. How are you doing today? Uh, great, great. Thank, thanks a lot for having me. Really looking forward to this podcast and excited to share what I've been building. The true honor. I mean, this is the first of its kind for Hedera. And everything that you have been building and developing out has just been truly magnificent. I, I look forward to everything that comes with your future. And just to be able to have a hardware wallet specifically based around Hedera itself is just amazing to see. I mean, there are other hardware wallets out there like Ledger and Decent, but they also focus on a lot of other chains as well. And just to have one that's mainly focused on Hedera is just one, a big accomplishment for the space, but two, just it. It shows that we're growing overall, and I look forward to seeing and hearing more about your journey and what it's taken to get to where you are now and everything that is to come. And so with that being said, I'd love to get just a little bit of background information on you and where you're from and more or less what kind of gave you this, what kind of gave you the inspiration to create a hardware wallet? Yeah, yeah. Now, a little bit about my background. First of all, really happy to be here and talking to you guys. Uh, thanks for reaching out and being interested in my project. Um, about my background, I'm an electrical engineer in training and have been working in the industry for like uh, about seven years already, uh, mainly focused on uh, military avionic type applications, working with the government, building very highly critical and secure systems. And moving into uh, Web3 and learning about Hedera and everything that's going on in this industry, it just felt like a natural next step for me to build something hardware related since I already have that background. Of course, there's so many other really interesting things going on in Web3, and I'm really interested in the future to build other things, uh, soft, more software focused. But I did want to use my expertise and knowledge in the hardware space uh, to build something really useful for uh, for their ecosystem specifically. Uh, that's where I focused right from the beginning. And initially, I had no idea I'm going to build anything on, in Web3. I was just very passionate. You, you asked where this inspiration came from. Um, initially, I just... I learned about Hedera through Dr. Lehman Baird's videos. There were some documentaries. I got really passionate about the project and the possibilities in the future. But initially, I was just a supporter and a follower in the com from the community side. And over time, uh, ideas started to come to me. And like you said, there's a lot of hardware wallets in the ecosystem, in the overall crypto industry. But the industry as a whole is very new. And hardware, in, uh, hardware wallet industry is also very new. And a lot of the devices that exist in, in this industry, I have personally used some of them as well and felt the frustration of uh, these products being very uh, nice. It, it did feel like this is in a new ecosystem industry and people don't pay too much attention to real uh, product development, user experience, things like that. Um, some of the wallets are really secure. That, that's the, that's the best thing about those projects. But you also need to care about the user experience, how it feels to interact with the device and also and not limit the functionalities to just uh, crypto transfers. 
Um, that, that's a little bit of, uh, about my background. Now I'm completely focused on building this wallet and have been building it last uh, six, six to eight months. We have made a lot of progress. We'll dive into uh, more details about the wallet itself. But yeah. Definitely. I love the design. I'm, I'm curious, have you, did you get any inspiration from anything else for the design or is that just straight from your heart? Uh, the design, uh, that's a really interesting question. I have been thinking about the, the shape of the wallet and the design of the wallet for, for a long time, even before starting to uh, develop anything. Uh, for me, I wanted the, the hardware wallet to have a different shape than uh, the mobile or smartphone devices or tablets. All those devices are kind of square or rectangular. Yeah. I wanted the hardware wallet to have its own distinct shape. So when you see the, the shape, you know it's a different type of a device. And also having a round shape, it's just, it just um, has so many different meanings. Like my, uh, I'm running the HBAR to the moon account on Twitter. It can be representing the moon because it's round. And uh, yeah. I, I was also inspired by, uh, I'm not sure, you guys probably know about Pokemon. Um, oh, yeah. And there's yeah. that Pokeball that the character throws and all kinds of characters come out of it. That's mm -hmm. exactly what this wallet is, right? You're going to collect all of your NFT characters. And in the future, you can um, unleash some of those characters in games, playing the games, um, and use uh, basically becomes that kind of a symbolic device that you collect not only your uh, crypto, but also NFTs and other all kinds of different types of assets. And that's, that's where the, the inspiration, multiple different places the inspiration came from. Sure. Was it more challenging making it a circle as compared to like, you know, most phones and other electronics are mainly square. I think because the battery shapes have to be square. Yeah. Is it more challenging yeah. making it a circle? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's another <laughs> great question. I, I'm, I'm really happy you guys paid attention to these details. It, it is actually harder to make round uh, devices than square devices from manufacturing standpoint as well uh, from the electronic board state uh, standpoint and it's actually also more expensive to make uh, round devices but uh, to me personally the, the the cost of the wallet didn't uh, the profit i make from the wallet didn't uh, uh, matter too much i just wanted to make the best wallet possible the best user experience the sleekest looking wallet. So you can compare it with devices like iPhone and uh, Samsung uh, cell phones. I didn't want to compromise on the, the quality side of things. And all the manufacturers that I've been talking to, uh, it can be electronics or um, plastic, the enclosure manufacturers, I've been telling them, do not compromise on quality. I, I want the best quality. And if, if it's anything less than the most premium looking device. I'm not going to, to accept this. Uh, so yeah, quality has been the, the goal and round devices are much harder to make than the, the square rectangular, like you mentioned, but that wasn't uh, an obstacle for me uh, to, to take that jump into. It'll be well worth it at the end. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Wait until you hold it in your hands. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's, it's going to feel amazing. Excited. So will there be 
different sorts of variants of this hardware wallet, or is it all more or less just the same with different types of designs? Yeah, initially we'll have just one version of the wallet and okay. the wallet will support uh, um, well-known interfaces, Bluetooth and um, USB Type-C connection. Uh, USB sure. Type-C is the latest version of the USB that's really popular and accepted. Uh, in the future, we'll, we might have other versions of the wallet as well. We're thinking to also integrate NFC uh, communication option, but that, that's, a, uh, that's a goal that will come later on. Right now, it doesn't seem like the NFC is going to be necessary for uh, daily users. Uh, Bluetooth and USB are the uh, communication interfaces that are being uh, utilized the most. Now, I, I do anticipate that in the future, once uh, stable coins start accepted uh, nationwide or worldwide, and some, some of the stores might start accepting um, uh, stable coin payments. And uh, at that time, it would be very beneficial for users to be able to use their hardware wallet and tap it and make the payment at the store uh, directly with their hardware wallet. So those are the things that we're, we're thinking about uh, definitely for the future. Uh, and then about, uh, we also think about having white label type wallets. If there is projects uh, that they have their own communities, their own user base, uh, it could be a gaming project. It could be a tokenization project. Uh, there's all kinds of, it could be a financial project. If they want to have their own label on the wallet, their own colors, we, we're thinking to have customized versions of the wallet, just minor customization that wouldn't affect the functionality of the wallet itself, but the visually it would look and represent that brand or company and uh, during the recent announcement with Angry Barboons, uh, we kind of touched on that. I do yes. want to make a couple of very limited edition hardware wallets in the theme of some of the most popular uh, NFT projects in the ecosystem as well. And uh, that, that could be something very special. But a lot of goals uh, for the future. Right now, the main goal is to push the wallet out to the community as soon as possible. And um, after that, there, there's so many possibilities. <laughs> we have so many yeah. ideas for, for the future of this wallet. Yeah. Yeah, and it's nice that there's there's one that's actually dedicated just for HBAR because, you know, like Ledger and Decent technically do support it. But, like, I've never even considered putting my NFTs from HBAR on either of them because it's kind of jank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not I like, you know, especially when you're dealing with something that's, you know, worth, you know, X amount of dollars, like you don't yeah. want to be playing around and like accidentally lose stuff or have it locked out from your, you know, your your wallet or anything like that. So it's it's not yeah. that somebody's yeah. actually building something dedicated for this. Yeah. No, no, definitely. The the goal is to make it as um uh, flexible as possible and as many features added to the wallet as possible. So the user experience is seamless and they don't feel they don't um, the wallet itself doesn't create extra frictions and traction uh, extra friction when they're interacting with the decentralized applications built on it. And we also want to simplify everything even further. And we, we're not going to have our own software wallet that the wallet uh, that the hardware wallet pairs with. And we're going to collaborate with the biggest uh, software wallet projects in the ecosystem 
So if you've been using certain software wallets, I don't, uh, I'm, let's bring an example of Hashpack. Yeah. Uh, Hashpack has been dominating the uh, ecosystem in terms of the, the uh, best and preferred uh, software wallet. And if, if users have been using that wallet, it would be, um, it wouldn't be really be convenient for them to move to something else. Um, they're used to it. They know the user interface. They know how to interact with it. They've been using it with many different dApps, DeFi, NFT platforms. We would not want to um, try to convince those users to move on to another software wallet to uh, pair with other uh, our hardware wallet. So we're going to collaborate with them and um, make sure that by the time the wallet goes to market, uh, there is... Uh, the integrations are already in place. And as you currently connect your Ledger wallet with Hashback and you're able to send HBARs uh, with a Citadel wallet, you will be able to pair and not only send HBARs to, oh, but also handle all of your NFT transfers, um, so assign uh, smart contracts when you interact with Saucer Swap, for example. We want uh, to uh, uh, for users to be able to handle all of the transactions that they were doing with Hashpack, now supported by Citadel Wallet to secure your keys and have the, the peace of mind and confidence that your assets are uh, safe. That's great. Yeah. That, that's, that's truly great. And I, I'm very happy that you are focused on security. And I'd love to touch a little more on that before we get into those services that you also will be providing. So if mm -hmm. you don't mind... You mind going a little boy a little bit more in depth into the security side of things because I, I believe from what I've seen your security is a lot more structured and more secure than some other competing hardware wallets yeah. out there. Yeah, no, no, security is one of the top priorities. If not, it, it's the highest priority for us for Citadel Wallet. If it looks good, if it feels good, if the user interface is good, but security is not uh, that good, then there's no point to uh, in really making this kind of a device. So security has been the goal right from the beginning and developing the device right from the beginning, we have paid attention to every single component that we choose. Um, and I have done a lot of research in our current hardware wallets, trying to see what kind of uh, security components they use, electronic components. And at the same time, looked at the, the broader ec uh, ecosystem of what kind of microcontrollers, secure microprocessors are available in the market that this hardware wallet companies might not have even known about or used at the time they were developing the wallets. And um, I, I found some really new um, secure architecture-based uh, microprocessors and secure elements. The secure element itself that we use is cutting edge uh, uh, developed and manufactured by NXP, NXP is a huge company, well-known, and their secure element is being used in all kinds of different security-focused applications and industries. And we are going to utilize that secure element, which is a, a, a cert, uh, which security certification level is even higher than the ledger. But that's not, uh, the, uh, so if you have a secure element, that's already great, a high security secure element that can protect your private keys, um, that will protect your private keys. But then the hardware wallet itself also has the microprocessor, which is the bridge to the external wor world. So if you interact with your desktop PC mobile device, 
you need some kind of way for the secure element to be able to communicate with those. And you need to have that microprocessor. Now, a lot of the hardware wallets in the industry use just generic microcontrollers as the microprocessor. The danger with that is if you access the microcontroller and you have access, then you have access to the wallet itself. And it doesn't really matter if uh, the, the private keys are stored in the secure element, you will still be able to sign the transactions as the device owner. And that's another really important security aspect that we've been paying attention to. There, uh, there is a pin, access pin to the device that you set up when you initiate the device. And if somebody else gets access to that pin, they will be able to enter the device and sign the transactions for you, even though the, the private keys are securely stored in the secure element. And how you manage those pins, uh, the, the way we manage those pins, the, even the pins are uh, uh, stored in the secure element. Uh, we have been looking at some previous uh, cases where some hardware wallets had gotten hacked and the pin was actually stored in the microprocessor itself, which is a less secure device. And uh, hackers were able to get access to the pin and then enter the device and start signing the transactions. Uh, with our case, we have developed a completely different approach to managing this access pin. And the pin itself is in the secure element, which is tamper proof. And there is no way for the hacker to get into the secure element. And every time you input your pin into the device, which goes through the microprocessor, I'm getting really technical. Yeah, you're getting very technical, but I love Please, it. Please go for it. I'm, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm listening. This part is going to lose a lot of people, but it's important for uh, for everyone to Definitely. hear. It's yeah, very important. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, so that access pin is stored in the secure element. And every time you input the pin, it's never stored anywhere else. Out, um, and... It just compares with the secure element. If the secure element uh, makes sure that the pin inputted is correct, then it will turn on the device. If not, nobody else will be able to access the device. Um, there is security concerns on the Bluetooth side uh, with uh, some other devices because the Bluetooth uh, interface itself is not that secure. So you have to develop some extra layer on top of the Bluetooth protocol to be able to communicate with desktop or mobile devices uh, securely. And we're, we've been developing, uh, there's a, it's called TLS. It's a very a secure communication channel. And we're going to build the TLS over Bluetooth. If you guys want to look up after this, uh, it's going to be, uh, there's nothing like this uh, in hardware wallet ecosystem. And it's actually very hard to develop this kinds of secure systems on this small device. And I would imagine a lot of uh, companies just take the shortcuts and say, yeah, secure element protects your private keys. We don't need to worry about anything else. And those wallets are actually really secure if the user holds the wallet in their hand. It becomes problematic when uh, the hacker gets the, the wallet physically. Then they have a lot of different ways to access the device, try to uh, hack into it. But we've been trying to develop a device that is unhackable, even if the hacker gets their hands on it. Yeah, at least it makes it really uh, difficult for them to hack. Maybe it takes them a month or two months to hack into it. And by that time, if the user has lost the wallet, they can quickly just uh, uh, get a new wallet 
and move their assets into the into that new wallet. That's uh, incredible. Yeah, so on the, that's on security. Yeah, we've been we've been thinking a lot about the security, and that's why it's, it's been taking longer. And we'll, we're going to develop next six months, uh, improve the security, uh, finalize uh, all of the security aspects and the firmware, and also do security audits uh, with third party companies, uh, just to make sure right. that it's not only us saying it's secure, yeah. but also um, gain that confidence from the community by yeah. showing them proof of other companies that have done security audits on other hardware wallets uh, can also look into hardware wallet Rep- firms. Reputable sources, more or less, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there was a lot of technical terms that went into that of you describing <laughs> basically everything in Citadel's wallet that obviously some of the viewers probably don't understand too well, but you have a great website that's helping to basically ease the process of understanding. And yeah. my next question really is for whenever you first created this vision and you're thinking of prototypes and you started to figure out the base layers and stuff, were you the one to design the initial prototype or was it through more or less like a 3D software or did you have like, do you have like a workshop in your house or wherever you're working out of like creating this wallet <laughs> yeah. itself or? Yeah, th- this is kind of uh, one of those, uh, everything started from the garage stories. Really? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, cool. I, I've been uh, develop- I've, I've been designing the wallet from my uh, office, uh, just working on it on my free time after work. And um, I have built the fir- initial prototypes myself, designed the whole electronics. Like I said, I have a background that focused yeah. on secure, rugged, reliable systems. And compared to what I had built before, this this was a piece of cake for me personally. Wow. <laughs> for, for for many people, it might seem like a complicated uh, device to design from the hardware standpoint. Of course, software there's even more layers that go into developing a secure software. But finding the the right components, um, uh, the most reliable components, and designing the circuitry for it. Uh, designing the overall mechanical architecture, and that, that was all me. Yeah, I designed it right from the beginning, and then I, I did bring in a couple of uh, mechanical engineers to help me with final touches on the mechanical design itself. But the electronics, I have uh, designed it myself. That's awesome. great to hear. I mean, that's, that's, not, you're e- truly, that's not easy either. Yeah, it's not easy, and you're truly invested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I put in a lot of time and effort into designing this and I'm, I'm really passionate about the project and the device and uh, I wouldn't feel good if uh, uh, I wasn't responsible on the, the design side of things, just gave it to someone else to, to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, based off of, uh, I mean, I can definitely tell that you are truly engaged with the Hedera ecosystem as well, just based on your uh, Twitter account, HBAR to the moon. Just uh, this week to date, actually, I believe you are the sec the, the number two influencer for pushing HBAR. Like, I guess it's either hashtag HBAR or dollar sign HBAR the most. So, I yeah, mean, you're yeah. up there with the big dogs with pushing HBAR. So, it truly shows that you're truly invested into the ecosystem. You care about everything. You care about the security. And overall, you care about su- the success behind Hedera. So, I mean, there's no question to that. No, yeah, def- definitely. I'm I'm really passionate about the project. Like I said, right from day one, when I learned about Hedera, initially I was uh, I had started looking into crypto in, around 2017. It, the technology, the, the overall idea behind 
these technologies seemed really interesting, but digging into um, blockchains and um, quickly realizing that the technology is not really there, but there is a lot of promise and hype. But uh, being an engineer, I, uh, when I started to dig into it really deep and looking at these websites, promising things, but then when you start reading the white papers, they don't really seem like very serious projects. Uh, maybe yeah. just copy pasted from Ethereum and other uh, white papers. Uh, so I, I was a little disappointed that the, the projects in the industry are so low quality. And then when I found found out about Hedera, that, that, that was the day I was like, that. The, the idea was there uh, where this industry can go, uh, but the technology and implementation wasn't there. There were uh, a lot of not very serious people in the industry pushing things from the ideology per, uh, perspective, not really paying attention to the fundamentals of things. And when I found, uh, yeah, Hedera was just a, a game changer to me. And listening to Lemon Baird explain how the consensus algorithm works and also openly just explain how all consensus algorithms, different types of algorithms work openly and uh, being honest with the community. That, that was something really refreshing to me because all the other projects just talked about their coin price, how the, the market cap uh, ranking, things like that. And when you see a project that's really just talking about the fundamentals, the, the types of applications that can be built on this platform that can really change things in the future uh, for everyday users, enterprises, governments, uh, everything really. Uh, just focus on the building the strong foundation. I was, I have to support this project because I see in this industry, there's a lot of hype and noise and these kinds of uh, projects who refuse to uh, create hype and noise they're, and they're just focused on building a quality product, they're going to have a harder time and they do need a support from the a strong support from the community side to get the word out there. I, I just decided to put in my own time um, and put my uh, money where my mouth is, how <laughs> they say it, and uh, just support it all the way. And then along the way, things just evolved. I, I never, like you mentioned, number two um, influencer. I, I never thought about being an influencer or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. I wasn't even a social media person at the, at the time I opened the Twitter account. But that's where all of the crypto craziness was going on. I was like, if if I if I there's a way to spread the word, it has to be on Twitter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a great source. Yeah. Yeah, yeah everything is happening on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For crypto. <laughs> Very true. So what part of the the roadmap are you on? I see on I see on the website that you have these these nice little bubbles and this nice little like design and stuff for them. But like an even amount of them are filled in and an even amount of them are not filled in. So are you on the software portion of it right now or? Yeah. Are you, yeah. Okay. The, the roadmap on the website really needs and needs an up, update. I was intentionally very vague uh, with, with that roadmap at the beginning because uh, the project was just, uh, I had just started developments at that time. I didn't want to give any specific timelines yet, uh, but at the same time, I, I, I wasn't going to do any pre-orders or anything like that. Uh, so I could be vague at that time. Now we're going to have um, a major update to the website and we'll have more details on 
that the roadmap was coming in the near and long term future. Uh, for for the roadmap, if, uh, uh, people obviously are interested to know when the wallet is coming out and when when new announcements and news are coming out about the project. Uh, I can say that in March, um, middle uh, to end of March, we'll have the wallet pre-orders and the pre-orders will be handled uh, through the NFT project that I'm, um, I'm building on top of the Citadel wallet. So people who buy those NFTs, depending what tier of the NFTs they buy, they will get uh, one wallet, a pack of two or pack of three wallets and also get a lot of privileges uh, associated with those NFTs uh, related to the, the NFT project itself, but also the hardware wallet project, which is based on a real-world uh, sustainable business. So uh, the, the white paper, we have finished the white paper uh, already. Uh, I'm excited to release that sometime end of this month, uh, middle to end of this month, so people can see what kind of ideas we have for the future of Citadel Wallet. And I, I hope that a lot of uh, Web2 or traditional companies, uh, this becomes as a, a, an example of how things can be handled in the future, how the NFTs can be used the right way to bring engagement and also reward some of the passionate and loyal community members who have supported the project uh, right from the beginning. And that, that was another uh, one of the major goals of mine to really um, make sure that the community members who believe in the project right from the beginning, especially like OGH Barbarians, the community is still small. I wanted to bring them on board and the best way to bring them on board and make them part of the project is through NFTs. Um, you, you put your art uh, out there, you attach utilities to those NFTs and people can contribute in many different ways, including oh, yeah. uh, voting. That there will be some voting involved with those NFTs as well in the future. Next time on the Alt Kings. If you have your own business, you'd pay out your employees through a scheduled yeah. transaction as well that you would, wouldn't necessarily have to stay on top of and stuff of that nature. But No, that, definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's all kinds of different use cases that you would need the schedule transactions. When you have a, a company behind it, when you have a built a product that is actually uh, going to market and people are utilizing it, there's so much uh, more new ways to bring utility to the NFT uh, holders of that Definitely. project. And that, that's what we've been thinking about and building. Right now, Apple is char uh, wants to charge on NFT sales. Uh, Which on, is gross. On the app store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Apple doesn't embrace it, there's going to be a huge blowback uh, yeah. to them. And Android will benefit from that. It's a good thing that we have Android. Uh, there is a little bit of a, a competition there. And if Apple says we're not supporting it, Android is going to be like, we're supporting it full on plus more. <laughs>